Hello and you're very welcome to the AK Bets Rugby Podcast. We'll be here with you over the duration of the Rugby World Cup, kicking off in just a few days' time to bring you all the latest rugby news, analysis and opinion. We're going to have guests throughout the tournament, but none bigger and brighter, I think, than our mainstay over the next few weeks. The clue was in news, analysis and opinion. George Hook, you're very welcome. Well, I was really worried, Hugh, and thanks for having me. When you said news and analysis, because I'm absolutely no good at that, but if you want opinion, I'm ready to go. I'll cover the news and some of the analysis. We'll have guests dropping in. The opinion will be all yours. And Dave, my right-hand man, O'Reilly beside me, to look after the numbers. The numbers, the prices, prices and the stats. And the stats to guide us through. So I think between the three of us, we're going to do a, a pretty good job over the next few weeks. George, we managed to lure you out of retirement. Was that a favour to me or could you just not resist the lure of a podcast microphone? No, it's definitely the lure. I mean, there's no question about that. I mean, I'm I'm an old fake, you know what I mean? I really am. Like, I'm a sham. And, and the idea that I don't want to be talking to a microphone and had to be dragged here is... Complete nonsense. You know, I was outside the door panting yes. before the sound engineer could get it open. I want to be here. I want to talk. Yeah. And, and, and if you can get a word in edgeways, good luck to you. Well, I'll do my very best, but it's a subject that you love. It's a sport that you love. It's a sport that you played since you could run. Anybody who knows your story will know that. You have coached, you have played, you have been a pundit for RT for many years and across News Talk as well, and you've covered several World Cups. So you must be looking forward to what is Ireland's best chance, George, ever of winning a Rugby World Cup? Well, that's the first opinion. That's your <laughs> opinion. Uh, the, the thing is that the first World Cup was 1987. Australia and New Zealand, I was involved. I, I, was, I was coaching the American Eagles in, in the World Cup of 1987. And when you look back now, I suppose if you look back now about anything, any aspect of life, but the Rugby World Cup of 1987, none of the matches were all tickets. I mean, you could just come to the gate and come in. Very few of them were sellouts. Uh, the Irish had a very interesting experience. And on the basis my solicitor tells me, you cannot libel somebody who's dead. Uh, <laughs> poor old Mick Doyle won't come after me. But Mick Doyle was the Irish coach. And the, the team are going down the plane to Australia. Now, mixed detractors will say that he drank a lot of gin. Right. Mixed supporters will say that he had a heart attack. So we don't know which, but the plane landed in Australia and Mick is taken to the hospital. I now have no coach. You're right? Mm. So Sid Miller is the manager and he has to now step in as the coach, right? So that's point one. But it's a far bigger problem that transcends coaching or rugby. What national anthem are we going to play? Because... In 1987, they didn't play anthems of the away team. They only played anthems of the home team. So in other words, in Australia, was it, well, it was God Save the Queen or in New Zealand or whatever. But now we have no anthem. It's the Ulster fans aren't going to stand for Iran Nadeen and the, our guys aren't going to stand for God Save the Queen. So what do we do? So there's panic stations. So Sid now goes around the music shops of Brisbane, Australia, right? And he finds uh, 
The Rose of Tralee? The, correct. The Rose <laughs> of Tralee. And the Irish team stand to the Rose of Tralee in the 1987 World Cup. Just a matter of interest. Are you going to steal my thunder for the duration of this? No, podcast? no, no. Just just if I think you're, you're going, going to, to lose your thought and go down some road, I'm going to, to pull you back. I will behave. I right. promise you, you okay. know that. All right. Yeah. But that obviously, the, the first right World Cup, you know, and uh, we're, I was looking at AK Bet's prices today for who's going to win this thing. And Ireland at five to one are a standout for me. Georgia's going to disagree with that. We'll get into that in a second. But five to one seems generous to me for the world number ones, they were right. So the world's number one, but the stats would tell you that they've never got past the quarterfinal. True. They're in the toughest side of the draw. True. You've got the top four teams in the world will all play each other if things go right in the quarterfinals, which means two of them will be gone. True. Uh, it should I be look, 10 to 1 is what you're saying. 10 to 1. Or, look, we're not going to go 10 to 1 because we're not stupid because yeah. you've got to play the numbers. But 5 to 1, although a generous price, it wouldn't be a price I'd be getting involved in at because I do, I'd love to see Ireland do well. You know, I'm only raising the World Cup is not over here, but that's another story, George. Maybe you'll tap on that. But I think... France for me are the form team as well in Europe. Bar like the, we we took them apart over here. Uh, the, my only worry for France is I'm a, I always backed them in the World Cup. Every World Cup since mm. 1987, I backed them. I think in 2011 they were robbed down in Auckland mm-hmm. when they should have got a penalty. They would have yeah. kicked it and yeah. won the game. Uh, but they tend to choke and they implode. Their mm-hmm. discipline can get them down, but. For me, I think, uh, not Australia, South Africa could be the second team to go back-to-back in the World Cup. Okay, well, look, we're going to get into this in our, our big no, Rugby there, World Cup sorry, preview Hugh, next week. There's a very important point here yeah. in relation to our, our, our expert, right? Uh, I'm amazed, I must say, at, at what they're pricing Ireland at, but it just confirms why bookmakers drive around in Rolls Royces and why rugby coaches drive around in Ford Fiestas. <laughs> These guys tend to get the numbers right. They don't lie. Whereas we are emotional about it. We're thinking about Green Shirts, Ireland, Johnny Sexton. Dave is thinking about the hard numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, Ireland have never got past the quarterfinal. Therefore, you, you, even if you weren't an expert on odds, you'd say it's a long shot that they're going to make the final and indeed win it. And again, the point that Dave makes so clearly, top five nations in the world in the same half of the draw. I mean, if there is one absurdity about this World Cup, it's actually the draw. So before the thing, before a ball is kicked, there is an absurdity. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's been well other, documented. There's one other stat in there too, right? There's been nine finals. There's only ever five teams have played in the final. Yeah. And now it's a very ridiculous. It's a very narrow uh, group that have A, won the Rugby World Cup. I think one team, England in 2003, Clive Woodward's favourite, Johnny Wilkinson, drop goal, was the only team from the Northern Hemisphere to win it. So the odds are stacked against Ireland. Uh, but I still, I still think there's something different about this squad that has gone before us. I think we have the best coach we've ever had. I think 2019 was an absolute disaster. We're going to get into all of this in our big Rugby World Cup preview uh, next week. But I just think there's something about Andy Farrell and about Ireland that is different to what we have had before. And on that basis, I'm sticking with Ireland. I presume you're not backing Ireland. No, you're sticking to Ireland to win it. Absolutely. I 
mean, that questions her ability to be on this podcast. It does, really, doesn't it? it does, I mean, they're, 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 they're Groucho Marx, in a famous movie of the Marx Brothers, he was talking about the sanity clause in a contract he was going to sign. There's none in my contract. Well, there should be on that basis. There should be. on, that, on And also on the question of Farrell. I mean, that's outrageous to suggest that Farrell is the greatest uh, coach we've ever had. What are you going to say, Eddie O'Sullivan, is it? No, but at a stroke, at a stroke. And, I mean, I know I'm of a generation, but at a stroke, you're right off Randy Dawson. You're right off Sid Miller, who remains probably the most successful Lions coach of all time, being unbeaten in South Africa. Tommy Kiernan, the first man ever to coach the side to beat the All Blacks. Now, if you're asking me, is he better than Joe Smith? Dan, I'm with you 100%. What if I qualify by saying he's the best coach of the professional area that Ireland have ever had? And with no disrespect to the great Ronnie Dawson and to all the others, Sid Miller included, of the professional area. So I include Declan Kidney, Eddie O'Sullivan, Joe Schmidt, and now Andy Farrell. On that limited basis. Yes. I'm with you. Great. Anybody is better than we Joe Schmidt. We have an agreement, ladies no, and gentlemen. Our big advantage is, in fact, Joe Schmidt is coaching the All Blacks. That's a huge advantage for us. Yeah, I think so too. And, and you know, you look at what he did in 2019, you look at this stubborn refusal to change a style of play that everybody in the world had worked out and figured out. By the time we got to Japan, everyone knew what we were going to do. Schmidt refused to change it. And the result was we got beaten by Japan. Anyway. If I could throw my tuppence in there, I think Andy Farrell was probably one of the best man management coaches out there. He knows how to work people. Yeah. You know, that's the impression I get from him, you know, and he's he's willing to take on opinions from the team. Like, and he's brought in great people like Paul O'Connell and all that. So it's not just about him. It's the whole collective and what he can get out of him. So in that case, he probably... I give him that. He's thumbs up for me for that. Okay. Well, look, I tell you what, we're going to have plenty to get through over the next, course of the next few weeks. I mentioned, uh, I guess we're going to have Rob Wickerman with us next week to give us the English viewpoint, former England Sevens captain. He's a commentator on the 15th circuit as well. Uh, England, just briefly, George, England uh, must be in the real doldrums at the moment. When you consider they were beaten by Fiji for the first time ever, Steve Borthwick inherited this terrible squad from Eddie Jones, who went down to Australia. I mean, it's, it's not a good time to be an English rugby fan, is it? All that is true, but again, because of the absurdity of the draw, England and Wales, two of the weaker countries in the World Cup, are are within 80 minutes of reaching the semi-final. Uh, so you, you can't really write off England in that sense because once they get to a semi-final, you know, it's all to play for at that point. And if they got to a semi-final, their confidence would be high. You've got to presume they've now gelled together in France. All those kind of pluses come together. So, but if you were today, yes, of course you're right. Um, and the, the, the thing for England is... What scrum half they pick, for instance, you know, yeah. is crucially important. Yeah. What fly half they pick. This now, if I, if I was picking the English team, I'd pick four that fly half, Marcus Smith at fullback, wow. and uh, Farrell at number 12. Interesting. That's, that's what I would do. I mean, I think the English fullback is... It's hard. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to say he's past his sell-by date, but but he in rugby terms, I think he is. It's quite limited. 
He's quite limited what he can do. Yeah. He's a bit of like a Gervin Dempsey. Do you remember Gervin Dempsey? Like good at what he can do, but quite limited in what he did do. No disrespect to the great Gervin Dempsey. I hope, right? oh, yeah. I hope he's not listening. I hope he's not listening. Don't, don't send it he to He scored us. a try on a famous spot in Croke Bar. That's right, he did. He did. Wonderful Where pass. Where the fella who got shot yeah. on Bloody Sunday was shot on the same spot yeah. that Gervin Dempsey scored the try. There you go. All's forgiven. Sorry, Garvin, if I have offended you. Um, look, I'm looking forward to getting stuck in. George, it's great to have you. It'll be very exciting. Dave, as well, as we go across the tournament, uh, different views, as, as I mentioned. Um, before we leave it, you know, give us give us a little flavour, perhaps, of of, of that of a side that you think can win the World Cup. If people want to get a little ahead of the market, we're going to preview France New Zealand next Friday night. But give me, in one sentence, who you think is best placed to win the World Cup before we leave this. I have never in my entire broadcasting career delivered a verdict in one sentence. Okay. So I can't do that now, all right? But I, I will say this, that another absurdity which we saw is the bench of South Africa who put a complete pack of forwards on the bench. Now, South Africa have a plan. And you got to say, no matter who the coach is, if he's got a plan, he's halfway there. And the South African plan is to bully their opponents into submission. Yeah. I think they can do that. There is only one team, in my view, who can beat them. And it's, it's my favourite team. New Zealand. France. France. And Fabien Galtier has done an unbelievable job with France and he has done because the game hasn't changed in 150 years despite what what the media are trying to say changed a little bit number 9 and number 10 remain crucial yeah. and in Dupont and Jalabert even though the loss of Entebac is huge France have the key halfbacks uh, and the South Africa have lost their fly half remember Pollard is gone, yeah. although the, the latest fellas begin to show some signs. Live Forget yeah. that. Yeah. So the answer is, I think France will win the World Cup. Fantastic. Okay. Well, look, we're going to have specials. Obviously, AK Bets for all your World Cup prices. Uh, keep it right here, and we'll keep you updated on the specials on our regular Rugby World Cup podcast throughout the tournament and over the next few weeks. I should also mention, we're very excited to start a sporting preview of all the weekend's actions coming out in two weeks' time. We'll have more details on that to preview all the other sports, including the Premier League, the Golf, the Ryder Cup is coming up, all your big boxing bouts, and everything else in besides. But we're looking forward to your company. George, thanks for your time. Thank you. David Riley, thank you for your time. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon.